you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Welcome to The Press Zone. We're so glad that you're here with us this week. We're so glad you've joined us here uh, at the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media for episode 152 of The Press Zone. We've reached, we, we've bypassed the 150 point. We're so glad uh, that you've been here with us this whole time. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined every week by my wonderful co-host, our founder and editor-in-chief, Rick Stevens. How are you today, Rick? Just 10 days away from Christmas as we record this. Santa. I'm tired from attending all the virtual um, Christmas, Christmas parties. So yeah, really. Yeah. How's how's the how's the food at the virtual Christmas parties? <laughs> not not as good not as good as I remember. You know. No. 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 When I have to look after the food, it just doesn't no, hmm. doesn't work out. That's a shame. The party games. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, if anyone had conversations, the- lame. As lame as the Canadians' Christmas Zoom yeah, party odd. that they that put was, out today. That one was very odd. Where Victor Meta is going to bring some mistletoe. Yeah. And then KK was like... I, but, I, but, it would have been better if they just left it up to the players, but they each had a little script to script, read. They and, always script their stuff for them, and then it's like robotic. Yeah. They, they should have just been left on their own. Phil Deneau was very animated, though. He was way into it. And mm-hmm. Ga- Galley gets into this stuff. He needs a new way, mic. Way too much. <clears throat> or less equi room or something. Something. I don't know. But yes, uh, we're a week and a half away from the big day. Mm-hmm. Which also is the start of the World Junior Championships this year. This year. Insert gif of old man angrily shaking his fist at the sky <laughs> which is just that's nuts yeah i love the world juniors it's not how i want to spend my christmas day but <laughs> won't get on that soapbox today um well but we, we're talking about the world juniors today we are we but before we get there we've actually got some other things to cover in our first segment um we've got some flyers news to cover we've got some lehigh valley phantoms news to cover um, and we also want to uh, make mention of, a, of an unfortunate passing in the hockey world this week uh, and, and spend just a moment talking about Pierre Lacroix. Um, in the second segment, we do have some AHL news coming out of Belleville. Um, a, a, some news for the Belleville Senators, but also um, 
an interesting way that the, the town of uh, the city of Belleville is is trying to help the senators through the pandemic as well, uh, which I think is is really interesting. Um, and uh, then finally, yes, in the third segment, when we go beyond the AHL, the two big things going on this week are the fact that the the final World Junior rosters have been announced. So we are going to talk about uh, who made the cut uh, from the Canadians and the Flyers organizations for various uh, teams who will be represented uh, at the WJC um, as they all have now made their way to Edmonton and are starting their quarantine there. Um, and in addition to that, the ECHL actually partially opened their season this past weekend. So uh, just want to briefly touch on some news out of that and uh, some additional news that the ECHL has announced. Uh, so it's... Can we say that hockey is starting to creep back into the picture? It's close. It's starting. It's trying. It's trying. We'll say that. <laughs> we'll say the that. The NHL is trying to bill me is, is what they're trying. They're trying to bill me already for NHL uh, TV, the, the, the package. Already. They can have their money when there's actually hockey <clears throat> on TV. Schedule something first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have we so we've got some uh, we've got some things to talk about today. We do, we do. It's going to be good. It'd be better if we had snacks. Always better with snacks. I know. I should have brought some Christmas cookies. Uh, are there Christmas cookies to be had? I made some um, last weekend, but my husband and I have almost devoured all of them. So I see. I have mm. to make more this week. Different kind. Indeed. You, you know, you got to rotate the the stock. You should have a Rocket Sports virtual Christmas party and everybody can bring Christmas Christmas cookies to share. What kind are you making? I'm making... Um, <laughs> Pre- President's Choice has a few... Uh, I was just going to say you can't, Good selection. You can't yeah. do that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, to kick things off, we do have some news out of the Flyers organization uh, and for many, this was a long time coming, <clears throat> long time listener, Kathy, uh, but very pleased to see that finally, uh, Philippe Myers was signed to a three-year contract extension. The defenseman will receive an AAV of $2.55 million. Um, and, um, Phil Myers seems to actually be really super excited to sign this extension, um, both his quotes in the press release and, and what he's put out on social media and so forth. He's, he's really pumped to be part of the flyers for three more years. Um, you know, and, and he's, he's really, Rick, he's come a long way, uh, even since the beginning of last season when he got cut from flyers camp and, and had to, to deal with a temporary, you know, send down to the AHL, which actually ended up not lasting all that long. He was excited, but I think the Flyers are more excited. Yeah. Uh, given the terms of this deal, it for seems sure. like a bit of a bargain for them um, at 2.5, 2.55 over the next three years. Um, that said, um, Phil Myers didn't have a whole lot of uh, leverage here. Um, mm-hmm. As you said, you know, uh, when you look at the the, the record of work, um, it's, uh, it's a bit mixed, although, you know, the, everything's trending in the, in the right direction and he's certainly going to be counted on, 
um, in the uh, in the top four um, on the back end going forward for the Flyers. So um, I, I think this is you know it's it's two point five five is under. Uh, the Travis Sandheim contract at mm-hmm. 3.25, one more year left on that. Um, so as, as, a, as a restricted free agent, you, I, I think, you know, there, there was some speculation that this, this was going to be a longer term deal, um, maybe a, you know, up to a six year deal, but that's probably why it stretched on so long, why it wasn't signed till, uh, just last week. Um, because it's, it's, um, you know, there was probably that push-pull of, of whether it would be a, a, a mid, medium-term deal or a long-term deal. And, and certainly, if, if uh, Philippe Myers continues the way he's, um, you know, on his current tra- trajectory, uh, the next deal is going to be a... Is going to be a, t- a significant a, Yeah, one. <laughs> it's going to be a big one. And, right. um, but this way... Uh, the Flyers were able to sign him. Uh, there, you know, not much room to spare on the cap no, overall uh, for them to do anything else. Although, you know, there might be some um, uh, a bit of relief there. I, whatever happens with uh, Nolan Patrick, mm-hmm. um, but everybody, you know, Flyers in good good uh, stead uh, cap wise. And uh, Philippe Myers is uh, good to go now for the season, and and um, I think that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle yeah. as we head into um, what will be the start of a new season. For sure. So congratulations to Philippe Myers, um, and glad to see you know he's he's worked hard and and he's uh, he's had a little bit of success, and so hopefully he can build on that and uh, and really make his mark uh, on the blue line in Philadelphia. Uh, we, speaking of his brief send down to the AHL at the beginning of last season, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of news coming out of, of Allentown, uh, of course, with the AHL uh, still in the shutdown and, and no concrete uh, plan yet uh, for, for the return of their season, potentially at the beginning of February. Um, but it is December. And... For most AHL hockey fans, that means one thing, and that's Teddy Bear Toss season. Uh, and so uh, it's obviously with the AHL not not playing this December, uh, that's a lot of teddy bears that aren't going to get tossed uh, this month. And those bears, a lot of times for, for hockey teams like the Phantoms, uh, who hold their teddy bear toss in December, a lot of times those stuffed animals go towards uh, charities to help distribute at the holiday season and so forth. So the Phantoms didn't want to miss that this year. Uh, they are holding a fundraiser for a virtual teddy bear toss. Uh, and if you head over to their website at phantomshockey.com, um, you will see the link uh, where you can make a donation. And you can donate, I, I think you can donate as, as little as $5 if you want, any any denomination that you want, any little bit that you can spare. And every donation will be put towards the purchase. Uh, so... You've got two things here. Games aren't being played, so you can't do the teddy bear toss. Uh, and you can't, with, in, this, in this era of coronavirus, you really don't want to be passing teddy bears off from household to household. So they're doing it this way, raising money, and all of the donations, all of the contributions will be put towards 
the purchase of a new teddy bear, a brand new teddy bear. So every contribution that they get, that money goes towards the purchase of a brand new teddy bear. Depending on how many bears they're able to purchase based off of all of those contributions, uh, they will then purchase all the bears and they will be forwarded then to uh, benefit Valley Youth House, which for those of you who live in Lehigh Valley know that uh, that's an Easton uh, nonprofit organization, Easton-based nonprofit organization for the Lehigh Valley that is serves uh, as resources as well as a, a home for um, abused and homeless youth uh, in the Lehigh Valley, a very important organization. And so if you would like to be part of that, the great thing about the virtual teddy bear toss is that you don't have to attend a game in Allentown, Pennsylvania to be part of it. So if you just simply want to uh, help to make some children's uh, holiday season a little brighter, head over to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms website. And uh, even if it's just a, a dollar or two that you can spare, uh, I'm sure they would appreciate any contribution in their virtual teddy bear toss this year. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. I'm I'm going to uh, be sure to put in a little bit of a donation. I think they have, um, I think when you make a donation more than $5, I think you're I think the Phantoms are going to send you um, something from Melvin. So okay. we so we know that that's. I mean, if if not just is it the, something good from Melvin? He can be a bit of a prankster, you know. Anything from Melvin is good. He's not as now. If it were gritty, then I'd be worried. <laughs> gritty, <laughs> gritty. I would be worried. Melvin, Melvin's Melvin's a good guy. Melvin's like the good little brother. All right. I suppose. So, anyway. Yeah, popcorn related. It could be, po I don't know. It could be popcorn. There could be popcorn involved. That would be good. Um, lastly, in this segment, uh, I think a lot of people were, were quite taken aback uh, Sunday morning uh, as perhaps they were um, opening social media or, or checking their sports news and so forth to find um, the announcement that uh, longtime Colorado Avalanche general manager Pierre Lacroix had passed uh, had passed away, um, and I believe from from reports that I've seen out of um, some of the media in Montreal that that passed due to COVID complications. Um, Rick, this you could see on social media all day on Sunday and even yesterday, just a, an outpouring of. Um, memories and emotions and and so forth from from folks all over the hockey community really very unexpected and uh it certainly hit uh the quebec hockey community pretty pretty hard um mm -hmm. you know pierre lacroix was the the gm who transitioned uh the quebec nordique to the colorado avalanche and then uh was the architect of of two stanley cups he was um Maybe, maybe in the eyes of some uh, Canadians fans, a bit of a villain in that that he um, uh, ne negotiated the trade and and per and perhaps fleeced the Canadians in in the Patrick Waugh trade, bringing Patrick Waugh to uh, Colorado, which um, which certainly uh, uh, helped them win the the uh, the two Stanley Cups. Uh, but he was certainly um, you know he was a player agent, then went into the GM role. Uh, stayed with the Avalanche uh, in the GM role till 2006, uh, but was part of the organization till 2013, I believe, and um, and was just known as a, a guy with uh, an eye for talent and um, 
was was pretty aggressive in in um, going after and getting what uh, what he wanted. So uh, high respect um, from friends and and uh, competitors alike, and uh, and very un- unexpected. As I said, um, it it's just a reminder how devastating that that this pandemic. Uh, can be and has been mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, all of all of the uh, not only the hockey community but but everyone around the world. Absolutely. Uh, so we uh, we send our condolences to to his family and friends and and to uh, everyone who had uh, positive experiences with him throughout the hockey world. We are going to take a quick break uh, on that note. On the other side of this of these brief meth- messages, we're just going to take a quick peek around the AHL and talk to you a little bit about um, some exciting news for the Belleville Senators, but also uh, an interesting um, an interesting gesture on on the part of the city of Belleville to help the Senators um, get through uh, this this pandemic season. So. Don't go anywhere. On the other side, we'll be back to talk about that right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, be sure you're following us. If you're new to the program, be sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, You can find us. The best place to find us is at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, And uh, you can also follow the this podcast uh, on its own at The Press Zone. So you could follow us at The AHL Report. That's our main Twitter account for all of our uh, combined news and and updates and and coverage and so forth. But you can also follow the podcast at The Press Zone. Uh, And we would love to hear from you. You can always um, 
comment or like or or ask questions and so forth throughout the throughout the week um, in in between shows, and uh, we'd certainly love to hear from you. Uh, so, Rick, this week uh, we're going to go around the AHL, and there is some news. Even though the AHL is 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 in pause, um, well, not pause. Yeah, we don't really know when the AHL is going to start, but there have been some some proposals, correct? There have. Well, as as we know, the NHL and the NHL PA have been. Um, discussing uh, a return uh, daily, and and some of those discussions affect uh, the AHL. Um, but the AHL is also um, having their own conversations, and through uh, Corey Pronman, through Frank Saravalli, some of the information has been leaking out. Um, it looks like at least um, a tentative date now is February 5th, for the uh, start of the new AHL season, um, looking at a 44-game uh, schedule, um, and that would run until about May 30th. Um, the uh, games will only be, um, the proposal is, games uh, in the AHL will only be within uh, um, their division. There would be five divisions, uh, including an all-Canadian division, of course, made up of Laval, Belleville, Newfoundland, Toronto, and Winnipeg. Um, and uh, the the other part uh, that's that's uh, going to affect uh, the AHL is that um, the NHL plans uh, an expanded expanded rosters because um, you know there, there there is the anticipation that there will be COVID positive cases that uh, each NHL team will um, will carry uh, an ad- an additional number of players. It looks like that number will be four, uh, a four-member taxi squad ma- made up of AHL uh, players on AHL salaries. Um, and it's uh, because during the year, um, you know, that that's, that taxi squad is, is necessary for those cases, but also because call-ups are going to be uh, pretty difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver, they're going. They plan to leave their AHL teams uh, south of the border, um, so that's going to make that's going to make call ups for them a little difficult. Um, so that everything hasn't been worked out yet, but that taxi squad is going to come into play, um, particularly with uh, with those three Canadian uh, NHL teams uh, with their affiliates in the United States. So starting to get a little trickle of information, of course, that that's all going to be very fluid, subject to change as as things continue to progress and evolve. And, and, and we'll see what the NHL's plan ends up actually being. Um, you know, it's, it's December 15th, and there's still no concrete um, return scheduled for the NHL. So we'll see how all of that uh, pans out and how that affects the AHL directly. Um, as we've said, you know, AHL teams, we've, we've talked about how the minor leagues, the, the AHL, the ECHL, uh, are vastly, um, impacted by the pandemic, um, particularly the, the scope of returning to play for the 2021 season, uh, under the auspices that there likely will not 
per- be permitted to have fans in inside the ranks. Uh, if there are fans permitted inside, it'll be a v- vastly reduced number. Uh, and how viable that option is for the AHL and the ECHL, given that they their revenues are are predominantly gate driven. Um, ticket sales and and so on and so forth. Um, and so it's 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 a difficult scenario and situation for every single AHL team. But interestingly, you know, some cities are really kind of taking that to heart and saying, okay, what can we do to help? And and how can we uh, partner with, you know, our team that helps to bring people downtown and helps to to build a you know positive uh, event in our community and so so on and so forth. And so this past week, uh, the mayor of Belleville was joined by uh, Eugene Melnick and Anthony LeBlanc, who's the president of business ops for the for the Ottawa Senators. And they made a special announcement online, basically saying that the decision was made by city council in Belleville to modify the initial signed agreement between the city of Belleville and and the Ottawa Senators to have you know when the Belleville Senators came into being a few a couple a few years ago, um, and so what they've done is that they've agreed to amend the lease and license agreement from 2016, and basically what it boils down to is the city is going to defer all payments, interest calculation, and a free rent period for a full 16 months to the end of the presume to the end of the presumed 2021 season. So basically they're pushing back the commencement date of rent and principal repayments during a time that obviously the club can't can't, you know, is is severely lacking that kind of revenue. Um, and it also means that they're extending the term of the original agreement to June 30th, 2027, which is almost a two full year extension of the agreement between the city and the senators um, than was first negotiated in in the first lease. Um, Rick, I think this was, a, I thought this was, you know, at first I thought, oh, okay, great. You know, Belleville signed an, you know, they've signed a, a lease agreement extension for a couple of years. And then when I, once I read deeper into it and realized, you know, that the, the city council is really doing what they can to try to take some of that financial pressure off of the team during a time that revenue is is extremely hard to come by. Um, I thought this was a really um, encouraging thing to see and a, and a way to see that a city and a team are working together for their own mutual benefits. Well, just to provide some perspective, keep in mind that that this club is is uh, relatively new to Belleville. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ottawa Senators moved their AHL affiliate um, to Belleville to begin play in the American Hockey League uh, for the 2017-18 season. So they haven't been there all that long. And uh, the mayor of Belleville... Um, Mitch uh, Pansiak, uh said that uh, his quote is, a key part of the original business plan in bringing an American Hockey League team to Belleville was to bro- provide them time to build up their operations and on-ice talent. The city invested in the facility while Mr. Melnick invested in the team. Um, so I, 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 they see this obviously as a partnership. They see mm-hmm. this as wanting hockey, AHL hockey, pro hockey to stay in Belleville. 
for 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 some time. They realize the benefit of having the team there. Um, and uh, they acknowledge that uh, Eugene Melnick has done his part. Um, you know, Ottawa has one of the, the top uh, prospect pools in the, the National Hockey League. And uh, now that that's coming to fruition over the last couple of years, uh, the city is saying, okay, we'll do our part. And, and uh, in, in backing off the... Uh, the, the uh, the lease agreement for uh, mm-hmm. for a while until once they, they get back on their feet uh, from the pandemic, um, then then we'll all be working uh, in the same direction together. So I th- I thought this was um, this was great and and certainly they have the fan support there and we mm-hmm. were there uh, for the rookie tournament um, and it's uh, the CAA arena is is a, a cozy little arena and, and uh, the fans are obviously knowledgeable, enthusiastic and, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a great stop for AHL teams. It is. And uh, so, you know, there isn't a, a business or a company that isn't impacted by the coronavirus and the pandemic and shutdowns and, and, and the economy and so on and so forth. And so it's, it's very, I think it's very encouraging to see uh this situation where city council decided to think outside the box a little bit and realize if if we if we dig our heels in and hold them to the to the terms of the lease agreement it's just going to be bad for them which in turn is just going to be bad for the city of Belleville and that doesn't help anyone so let's let's put our heads together and let's help each other and we'll all get through this and continue and and kind of hit the pause button and then once things get back to uh, whatever the new normal is going to be, uh, then then get back on track again. So, congratulations to, to Belleville on uh, the extension of their of their lease agreement. Um, that they'll be in Belleville a couple of years um, longer than the initial lease agreement uh, had anticipated, but also um, a, a stick tap to the city council there in Belleville for for coming up with a an innovative way to help out uh, this team during this difficult time. We are going to take one last quick break. On the other side of this segment, we're going to get into the juicy stuff. It's World Juniors time, and the rosters, final rosters, have been announced. So who made the cut? We're going to review who the Montreal Canadiens fans and Philadelphia Flyers fans can anticipate, uh, marking their calendar to watch uh, their favorite prospects in the upcoming tournament, as well as the ECHL partially opened their season this past weekend. And we'll talk a little bit about that and some more announcements coming out of the ECHL this week. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. 
think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com the Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report. Thanks so much again for joining us today. And once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Be sure you're following us on Twitter if you're not already, at the AHL Report. If you're a Flyers fan, you can also be sure to follow our Flyers-related account, and that is at the Flyers Report. Uh, so a few places to find us on Twitter, but uh, the central place to go is at the AHL Report. So be sure you're following us there. We'd love uh, to hear from you. Uh, sure enough, uh, professional hockey was back in action this past weekend. As we mentioned last week, the ECHL did follow through with their plan that was announced back in the early fall uh, to resume, partially resume play. Uh, for their 2021 season uh, this past weekend, and they managed to do that. A uh, number of teams um, managed to play over the weekend. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, one of the, the teams um, that had a good weekend was the Indy Fuel. Uh, and wouldn't you know, there's a familiar name uh, who <laughs> certainly made his mark. I don't believe had a single penalty minute this weekend. Mr. David Broll is now playing for the Indy Fuel uh, and uh, managed to come away from the weekend with two goals and an assist in two games. Um, had a goal and an assist in a, in a shootout win over Kansas City on Friday. So uh, congratulations to him. And I, um, you know, there it, it was it. It was like, oh, my gosh, this was kind of like a normal hockey weekend. There were hockey games played, hockey games won, lost, shootouts, overtime, um, all sorts of all sorts of of happenings. And so uh, a small number of ECHL teams did kick off their season this past weekend. They did. And it, it's nice to go to the standings page and see <laughs> you know, a game or two played. And, and uh, yeah, the... the the, the central division of the ECHL is looking a, a little lonely with just yeah. the Indy Fuel and the Wheeling Whalers as the only two teams in the division. 
mountain in the south they're a little bit more filled out yeah um but as you mentioned uh the indie fuel yeah won both of their games um we know antoine wakehead we talked about him signing mm-hmm. uh with indie um and uh and he participated uh, it's interesting when you look at the the the, the scoring stats uh, that uh, that you have David Brohl, as you mentioned, he's uh, fourth in in league scoring. Um, <laughs> Go David Brohl, <laughs> which is great. Go Broller. Uh, sixth in least league, league scoring is uh, from the Jacksonville Icemen. You have Wacy Rabbit. Oh, your buddy um, Wacy Rabbit. Yeah, Wacy Rabbit. He's right in there. And yes, I am saying it correctly. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, so it's no, it's fun. It's fun. I'm glad that uh, that. That they uh, they were able to begin their season yeah. and uh, and we'll see what happens there. And uh, speaking of of having fun, I saw uh, on Twitter Zach Fucali is excited. Uh, it seems that the Capitals organization have assigned him to the South Carolina Stingrays, so he's likely heading for the South right now as well, uh, so that he'll be starting some ECHL play. Uh, soon as well so we'll have another familiar name to keep you uh, updated on as he gets some ice time uh, in the ECHL Um, but then so this was the first phase we know that there's a second phase of the ECHL season uh, opening happening like the second week in January I want to say something around January 11th or something like that where there's there's another slate of teams that are that are planning to to join the schedule at that point well the ECHL then announced this past week um a complete schedule from January 15th to February 11th so the, they they're kind of releasing their schedule in dribs and drabs a month at a time as they know which teams are able to participate. And and they do say that um, additional teams may join the season um, and begin play for a 50-game season on February 12th. Um, So the schedule for the games from February 12th to the beginning of June will be announced at a later date once once they can figure out which teams are going to be able to participate. It's it's a I can't imagine for the league's schedule makers what a nightmare all of this is, is, Um, you know, different teams starting at different times, different teams having different lengths of seasons, who can have fans, who can't, who can travel, who can't. It's, I, I'm sure the logistics are a nightmare, but congratulations to them on getting the first weekend in the books. It's, it's, it's awkward. It's a hodgepodge of, it is. Uh, but, but, um, it's good news mm-hmm. for, uh, players who, who, who are part of the league, who like to play, who need the income. Yeah. Um, and, and many of them at that level do need, uh, need to play, need the income. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, and staff for that matter. Well, that's right. Um, so it, it's, it's, uh, it may not look pretty, but it's it's a it's good news for uh, the people involved with the ECHL. It is, and we wish them good health. We hope everyone stays safe, and uh, we hope they can continue to build on what they started this past weekend. Um, we do know that playing hockey uh, right now is not without its challenges. We talked last week about how, as you know. Uh, Team Canada for the World Juniors finally came, were able to start practicing again after their entire camp was shut down for a couple of weeks of quarantine due to uh, positive COVID cases. We talked about how Team Sweden uh, had a bunch of COVID cases uh, come up just as they were about to, you know, start packing the, a chartered plane to head to Edmonton. In fact, Sweden has had to 
uh, name a new head coach as a result of that. Um, Some of their assistant coaches and video coaches who they were planning on bringing in from different provinces in Canada, uh, they now can't travel to to uh, Edmonton to participate because of um, interprovincial travel restrictions due to COVID that that Alberta has has put down. So there are so many logistics for the World Juniors that you know everything has to fall in place. A lot of hoops to jump through, hurdles to jump over. But Rick, the rosters have been announced. <laughs> we did get that far. <laughs> They have been, and 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 so once the rosters uh, are announced, it it um, means that that many uh, jump to making predictions, and and given mm-hmm. all of the moving parts, I don't know how you can possibly I don't know make either. predictions. Um, that said, on paper, uh, a couple of these rosters look pretty darn good, and mm-hmm. uh, in particular the the Canadians and and the Americans, and um, you know, there's all always going to be. Uh, um, Sweden has gone through this whole mess, but but they're expected to be strong. Finland as well, mm-hmm. Russia. Um, but as you look through the rosters, um, you know there are other teams to to keep your eye on. Uh, the Czech Republic has Jan Mishak for for From the Montreal, Canadians. Yep. Austria. Who watches Austria? But uh, Marco Rossi, yep. drafted uh, by Minnesota. You're going to want to keep an eye on on Austria. He's, Germ. He's the only player on the entire Austrian roster who isn't 2021 eligible. Who, who isn't a future <laughs> draft prospect? It's just a bunch of guys eligible for next year and Marco Rossi. So there you go. <laughs> but he's, you know, uh, was was a first round pick. Yeah. First round pick. Tim Tim Stutzla, the Ottawa Senators yeah. pick. On uh, Team Germany, That's so right. there's there's lots lots of interest and and lots of players to keep your eyes on in the World Juniors. Uh, the the LA Kings, of course, leading uh, the 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 rosters with the number of prospects they have participating. They have nine prospects participating in the World Juniors, which again is this again year. this year. Yeah. So this year that includes Quentin Byfield for Team Canada, Alex Turcott for the U.S., and Tobias Bjornfot for Sweden. Um, so watch out for the Kings prospects, to be sure. The St. Louis Blues, the only NHL team that doesn't have a single prospect participating in the tournament this year, which uh, that's a that's got to be a little bit of a bummer for Blues fans. Um, but yeah, the Montreal and Philadelphia each represented with three prospects. Um, Rick, you just mentioned Jan Mishak will be uh, in representing the Czech Republic for Montreal. Of course, Caden, uh, defenseman Caden Gooley uh, with Team Canada and forward Cole Caulfield for Team USA uh, on the on the Flyers' side, uh, also on Team USA, you have defenseman Cam York and forward Bobby Brink for Philadelphia. And then on Team Sweden, defenseman Emil Andre for the Flyers as well. So it's when you start to get excited because, mm-hmm. like, you know who's playing and it's coming. We just have to make sure that everybody <laughs> – now, well, I believe they're all in Edmonton now, quarantining, I think. Quarantining, I think. Um so now it's kind of like that wait and Stay see healthy, period. Yeah. Yep, it's the wait and see what happens, and then they can start practicing. Because uh, as Rick said at the top of the show, we're how many days away from Christmas? Ten days. Ten days away. It's pretty exciting. So next week, uh, when we when we meet again next week, we'll have a lot more information on what transpires between now and then, in, in preparation of the lead up uh, to the tournament, uh, and we'll be 
able to let you know what kind of coverage you'll be able to expect from from the Rocket Sports team uh, throughout the World Juniors. So keep it locked on at the AHL Report on Twitter and be sure you don't miss next week's Press Zone episode. Um, with that, of course, we can't let you go without giving you something that makes you feel good. Uh, and so this week's Feel Good finale, uh, I'm calling it the Extra Mile. Um, you know, I have to say, at the holidays, I can't imagine how crazy it is any given year for postal workers, UPS drivers, FedEx drivers, Amazon delivery folks, any of the, any of the shipping and mail couriers. December's got to be nutty as it is. Um, this year, I can't even imagine with how many with how much people are having to shop from home and and so on and so forth. So, um, thought it was pretty cool uh, to read this story about how there was an Amazon driver who was uh, caught on a, a home security camera um, delivering packages to a house. And as he got out of the car um, and, and you know, was getting the packages and whatnot, noticed that the, uh, that the garbage trucks had already been there for that day and, and the empty garbage bins were still sitting at the end of this person's driveway. So in addition to bringing the packages up to the front door, this Amazon driver also brought their garbage bins up the driveway for them and deposited them at the top of the driveway. Uh, just one less thing for them to ha- for the homeowner to have to do that day. Nice. I thought that was pretty that was pretty good. So and then he literally skipped back down the street <laughs> uh, to his uh, delivery truck. So pretty happy the Amazon driver uh, tis the season and uh, we appreciate all of you out there uh, on the front lines in those essential worker positions out there keeping keeping the world running for us, particularly at uh, this Christmas season. Uh, so that is basically going to wrap up today's show. Of course, remember, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can also find Rick on Twitter at All Habs. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. And uh, Rick, there's been... Uh, Lots of really great episodes of uh, the Press Zone over the past few weeks that perhaps with all of the holiday hustle and bustle, people have maybe missed an episode. We've had some great interviews last week. If you missed last week's episode, uh, we had uh, an exclusive uh, lengthy interview with uh, New Jersey Devils pro scout Nick Vitusi, and it was a really fun and and fascinating chat. Kind of gives you a little behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to be a pro scout in the NHL, uh, and so you don't want to miss that. What, what, Rick, is the best way for people to go and find all of those uh, back episodes if they want to catch something they missed? Well, the easiest way is thepresszone.com, thepresszone.com. And uh, that will take you to a page on the AHL report, which will, uh, which is a complete archive of, of all the past episodes. Uh, the other way, of course, is whatever uh, app you're using is just look back at, at the, uh, the, your, the player list there in Apple Podcasts, Overstit, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, whatever it is that you use. Um, make sure first that you're subscribed um, you might even uh, uh, rate the episodes as well. Five stars is is always uh, n- nice to hear or comment on on an episode. And if you have something um, a little bit longer to say, you want to send us an email. That's info at allhabs.net or our Rocket Sports text line at five eight five three Rocket. 
Excellent. And of course, don't forget uh, our the our sister podcast is The Canadian's Connection. That's hosted by Rick and Joe Whalen every Saturday. That is a, a, Canadi- a Montreal Canadians focused podcast. You don't want to miss that. Uh, of course, uh, if you uh, missed any back episodes of that, be sure you go back and listen to those as well. Lots of great information. Um, I know it, uh, in, in a recent episode, Rick, you and Joe kind of uh, talked about the 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 centennial. I know you talked about your experience at the centennial game and and uh, talked a little bit about um, some of some of the history of the Habs and so forth during during this kind of uh, historic month, uh, if you want to say that uh, f- for the Canadians. So be sure you're following. Be sure you're listening to the Canadians Connection. It's a great program and. Lastly, just be sure you come back here next week, every Tuesday. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your hockey pals. uh, Every Tuesday here for the Press Zone. And uh, we're going to have a great show for you next week. We're glad you you were here with us this week. So thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, stay warm, stay healthy. And uh, we will see you back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.